0: Well, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and listening to The Morning Trill. Um, This is episode number 15, and um, I hope everybody's doing well. I pray that you guys are growing with Christ, and I just thank you for listening to our other podcast, and I appreciate it very much. I just want to give a little shout-out to Lori. Um, She approached me the other day, and she said that she listens to my podcast Everywhere she goes and even in the shower and her kids are always asking, who's that guy in the, on the radio? Whose voice is that? And she's like, oh, it's LJ's. And they're like, what? He's on the radio? But anyways, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm not famous whatsoever. And speaking of famous, <laughs> this episode um, I want to talk about um, today is about reputation. Um, I, kinda, I guess and the title of this is I Am Nobody. And uh, I don't want you guys to get it all twisted when, I, when you read that title. I'm not talking about worth in Christ um, being a nobody. I'm talking about a reputation that we should be exalting his name and not ours. And what kind of led me down to kind of doing some more studying on this and kind of picking this subject apart is uh, I was driving and then I had the radio on and I heard the Casting Crown song um, called Nobody and i just really like the lyrics and the story behind it and just everything that he was uh just singing about and just like just um john the baptist and his story where people would always think that mistake him for the christ mistake him for somebody and he would always just uh deflect that that reputation and that attention and always point it back to christ and and the lyrics and the chorus of that song it says, I am a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody um, who saved my soul. So that's a lot of bodies, but I just thought that was really cool. And I just, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. But before we dive in, I just want to share some good news. Um, for those of you who don't know, my wife is pregnant. We are expecting a child. And <clears throat> we have been waiting patiently and just in excitement anticipation for what gender The baby is going to be. She was so set on a boy, and I was set on a girl, and we were just like, you know, whoever's wrong has to give a 30-minute back massage or something, and maybe we had a couple hundred dollars on the deal, but no, I'm just playing, but anyway, so we went to the doctor's office, and we told the lady who was going to tell us what the gender was, and we placed their little bets (laughs) And it ended up being a girl. I'm not joking you. I literally jumped up out of my seat and I just didn't like a little touchdown celebration. But um, I was super pumped. I know she's super pumped. I would have been pumped either way with a boy or a girl. Um, either way, it's a blessing from God. And it's just really crazy to see the technology and what you can see these days and just like the features and just seeing her move and kick around in there and it just kind of blows you away and it humbles you and just like on how perfect and how powerful God is and his creation. So um super pumped and um, yeah, I'm excited for it. So anyway, let's dive into this. So the title of this podcast and it's episode number 15 and the title is I am nobody. So I'm going to kind of go off of the verse. I'm going to kind of go off of is John chapter 1 verses 20 through 23. So it says, and he confessed and denied not but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then art thou Elias? And he say, Seth, I am not, art thou a prophet? And he answered, no. So real quick, I'm going to stop at 21. These are like people from like the Pharisees who approached John while he was preaching and they were asking him who he was. Are you Elias? Are you a prophet? Like, who are you? Surely you're somebody important. And he said, and so this is, uh, so, so you guys have some context. In verse 22, it says, Then he said unto him, Who art thou that we may give in an answer to them that sent us? What say sayest thou of thyself? Verse 23, he said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah." So, <clears throat> I just, right away, I thought it was cool, because, you know, everybody... If you read your Bible, you end up knowing who John the Baptist is, and he was he was pretty radical, and I, I love that about him, and I know it talks about him in other parts of the Bible where he was in the wilderness, literally wearing camel's hair, eating locusts, and just being a wild man, but he was preaching the gospel, telling everybody to make way that the Lord was coming, you know? And so that's what he means when he says, "'I am the the voice of the one crying in the wilderness.'" But I just thought it was so interesting that he never, he didn't put himself out to be somebody important or his reputation. He didn't tell his his accomplishments or anything. All he said was, I'm just a servant. I'm I'm preaching and I'm telling and spreading the word that Jesus is coming. And I just thought that was so interesting. Like even John the Baptist who has a book in here and just everything that God spoke to him and what he did. And just like he never exalted himself. Um He never said he was anybody special, but somebody that that somebody was special that was jesus christ and um I just think it's important to ask ourselves right now in our daily lives is are we exalting ourselves over Christ or are we exalting Christ over ourselves and i was I was watching this interesting documentary on Billy Graham with Tatum, which is my wife, for those of you who don't know. And uh, and I was just thinking he lived to be 99 years old and he died. And I was watching his funeral and his children talking about him and other people talking about him. And a lot of them could not help but mention how much he would always point people to Christ, that he would always make it about Jesus and never about himself. And his kids could testify for that. You could see the genuine uh, words flowing from their mouth when they were talking about their father that they remembered him being a man of God. And, what, and the daughter said he was not perfect. And for those who said that he was perfect, he would, he would just say, no, there's no way I'm perfect, but he would always exalt Christ. So why I brought that up was because it, it just reminded me of what am I doing now in my life? What am I doing to leave, what am I leaving behind? Am I just collecting materialistic things? Am I worried about how cool I look on Instagram or on Facebook or being a musician, writing cool songs and trying to impress or am I embarrassed to share my faith or even as little as things as uh, praying for your food. Praying for your food, in front of family, in front of friends. Like I know it sounds silly, but that's all worrying about your reputation. So it just, it just. It, it, I ask myself, and I'm asking you: Is when we die, what will people remember about us? Are they gonna remember our money, our talent? Um, I don't know. Our anger, our our stories that are meaningless. Are they gonna remember Jesus, um, as Christians and believers, followers of Christ? I just want them to know that I was a I was a man of God, and for you ladies, a woman of God, and just that we tried. And I want people to remember about me is that I tried my best to stick to His truth, His word, to obey His commands, to obey His calling. And um, it's just a, a question to ask yourself, and and where you're at with life, and just just to uh, remind ourselves what we want to be remembered for when we leave that. When we leave this earth, all our possessions and things, it all gets dispersed amongst people, like or it gets sold or it just rots away. And but when we leave Christ behind, His Word, His truth, and when we share Him, that's eternity that nobody can take that away. And um, yeah, it's just a, a good reminder and a good challenge uh, for ourselves to always remember to stand for truth in His Word and. um In John 3.30, it says, He must increase, but I must decrease. And it's just something that we have to keep in mind as humans. And maybe some struggle with this more than others, and maybe some don't. But it's it's so easy for us to just worry about ourselves day to day. If you think about it, we wake up and you look at your schedule. It's about you. It's about us making money, paying the bills. Are we hungry? Like satisfying ourselves, making sure we're we're set, you know. And when is it about Jesus? Just on a Sunday, or if we can't make it Sunday, just on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or whatever day. Like that's only one day out of seven weeks, seven days. Sorry, and um, and for what a couple of hours. I mean, we need this in our lives daily, and. I just love John three thirty, and I love that Christian clothing brand. That's He greater than I, and I just think people wear it more as a little sticker that they like and they think it looks cool. But it's got an important message: He must increase, but I must decrease. And everything that we do, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's just our day to day lives, our our jobs, or how we represent ourselves in our families or amongst our friends, or for pastors or for youth pastors or worship leaders it's important to remember that it's never about us and it should never be about us and our accomplishments and our talents and what we're good at. And and I just, another thing I keep seeing today and is is just like on Instagram, you know, when you go to your explore tab and it always pushes like content towards your explore tab. And I see these guys, they look like boys and I'm, I'm like, what are they doing? So like, I'm interested and I click on it and they're dressed like, you know, super low v-neck super tight pants or maybe they're a little bit of stomach or abs are showing or something and and I'm like who are these dudes I keep seeing them pop up in my explore tab and I check it out and and they're pastors and pastors of huge churches or evangelists that are going around and they're posing and it's just weird you know like I don't know it just kind of looks feminine and um it just looks kind of wrong, especially for being pastors and I'm not, trust me, don't get me wrong. I like looking nice too. I like dressing nice and, um, and I like fashion and style and stuff, but the way it is, it just seems like it's, uh, exalted more than God. It's exalted more than their message, the way they look, their image and what they put themselves out to be. And, um, yeah. And I just asked myself like, what is wrong with pastors today? You know? Um, most are worried about their reputation and and making sure they get that verified check mark by their Instagram and making sure they're you know they're the next best thing out there and they're appeasing the people and um and I just see this this wandering this they're just they're veering off the the road the 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 narrow road that Christ calls us to and um and it's kind of scary that these pastors are looking more like models or young hipsters and you know and like I said is I'm, I'm trust me I, I get if you want to dress nice I'm just saying dress in sweats or some baggy suit or anything but it's kind of it's kind of crazy and ridiculous and maybe some of you know what I'm talking about and they're, they're just the cool pastors right like that's the one the pastors that people want to be around today or worship leaders are dressed more like rock stars or pop stars or more like Bruno Mars and it's just it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. Like it's just a distraction, if anything. And um, and why I just they, they worry about their reputation so much and what they're being careful for in preaching and their images. I, they're just in fear of persecution and fear of what people might say or the world might say towards them. So I just feel like they're trying to accommodate and. And blend. It's one thing to reach out to the world and tell them all about Christ, but not, and it's another thing to blend with him. Jesus even talks about in the Bible, it says, that remember that the world hated him first before you, that we're going to go through persecution. Like, and, and it just baffles me that people find it surprising when they, when they hear that, People are against them, or family starts turning against them, or friends because of the Bible and what they're abstaining from and what they're standing for. But Jesus says, "This is going to happen." Don't don't act like it's a surprise. I, he's telling us that this is going to happen. And I've always heard this, and uh, my dad always says this in the church. And it's, it's, if some, if the world is treating you better than they treated Jesus, something is wrong. If you have a better reputation than Christ, and in I don't know, man, you know, like something, something's just wrong. Something's wrong because I have, I just feel that you're not preaching truths and confronting sin. And I'm not saying to stand outside and like the Westboro Baptist Church and and you know your, your gays are gonna go to hell or you know you can't wear black t shirts I don't know what the heck you know they do a lot of crazy stuff. I'm not saying that. But it's just being honest. When people come to church, they're expecting to hear words. They're expecting to hear from the Bible. That's what church is. When somebody walks into church, they know what they're getting themselves into. Or at least they you know, they should. And that's hearing from God. That's hearing what's wrong and what's right and what we need to do to change it. And um, it's just important for us to remember and not to get caught up as pastors or worship leaders or anything in the church or even as a Christian that... It, there's this thing that's this mirage that's put out that there's cool Christians, right? Not those cheesy Christians and those like those cheesy Christian artists or anything like that. But it's so wrong. Jesus never calls us to be cool. He calls us to be faithful, to love God, to love people, to stand in truth. And um, and yeah, and it's kind of crazy, as, especially for me as a worship leader, looking around at other worship leaders or people who claim to be worship leaders, it's, uh, uh, the songs that they write, it's, it almost starts sounding cliche. And I understand there's in worship, right? Like, I mean, it's pretty one way and it's, I mean, it's not going to be much different, but I feel like they just a lot of artists are writing songs for that sound just nice and appeasing, but are cliche and, and it's more for their fame and, You know, it just gets me thinking as a songwriter myself that writes worship songs. I want my songs pointing in one direction, and that's towards God, you know. And I was talking to my wife, and I said, man, if I ever get wherever, playing at conventions and like I had before at churches, I don't want it to be some concert. I don't want me to be singing you know, some song I wrote or good, good father. And I'm knelt down touching hands and giving high fives. Like I'm, you know, like Jesse J and Taylor Swift or something like that. I don't want that. I want people to show up and I want them to know the songs that I'm writing. We're singing them to God. It's a worship service. We're coming here to give God his worth, not me or other people are doing that. Their worth, you know, and, um, it just gets me thinking, I just don't want any of that attention towards me, but towards God. And um, I think you just see that a lot these days. It's just, uh, again, making them ourselves, our, our reputation higher than Christ's, that we're trying to say we are somebody. And like I said, I'm not talking about worth. I'm talking about reputation. Reputation amongst your friends, your family, the people, the world, and maybe those who kind of have a little bit of a platform. It's always the point them and point to jesus christ um i i not that long ago um if you guys remember if you guys know who remedy drive is i got to hang out with them and kind of have breakfast with them and i had a really good interesting conversation with david zach who was the lead singer and um he said an interesting thing and we we're just kind of talking about things like this and he said that it's a lot of christian artists are using god's name in vain for self-use to get on the radio they know the right the right things to say that are going to be put on k-love or the refuge or and it just sounds super cliche and you see these people in person and it's just they're treating it like a concert like it's it's i don't know it just baffles me like uh, like they're famous and they're high-fiving and Oh, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's not what, as believers and Christians, it should be about. Look at John the Baptist. Look at Paul. Look at all these guys who took persecution, but they would always point back to Christ, never on themselves, never with on their own strength. And, um, you know, and again, it's ask yourself. I ask myself, does everything I share with you guys, I always mention it. I always challenge to my to myself first and to my wife. And it's, are you seeking fame? Are you seeking a good reputation, a cool reputation? Are you just saying the right cliche words and writing songs or taking, you know, these pictures just to kind of benefit yourself and um, and exalt you, you know, instead of Christ. And I'm guilty of that. I'm so guilty of that on Instagram and trying to look cool and all these things. And it's meaningless, you know, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, I like pictures. I love photography. I love capturing things. Tim gets annoyed with me, you know, because I'm always taking pictures, but I, I love photography. I love images and stuff. So I'm just saying, just ask yourself, ask yourself that for a second, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the challenge and just kind of a friendly reminder too. But um, right now, I'm gonna to go to First Samuel six seven, and I'm gonna read this verse real quick, and it says this, and I'm gonna to touch on on motive and intentions. Right for those who say it's well, it's not about me; it's about Christ. But so, anyways, before I dive into that, First Samuel sixteen seven. Um, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not unto his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks in the heart. So I actually had an interesting thing that I just had this, I feel like God spoke to me. So when we hear that verse, right, we think of people who, Maybe you might judge a book by their cover, right? Like maybe somebody's a strong believer in Christ, but they kind of look dirty, or they look like they wouldn't be, or they're tatted out, or they look scary, and right. And then there's a lot of people, when they hear this verse, they think of, but their heart, God sees, they're faithful, or, or if you're broken in pieces, right? Like a lot of people, pertain that to worth, and like what people might see as dirty, as rotten, Jesus sees as clean and beautiful and pure, you know, and I'm. And that's true but I'm not talking about that and I feel like God made like made me look at this from a different angle and I thought it was really cool and I thought it was really interesting and when he's saying you know it's, when he was telling Samuel and the Lord was telling Samuel this that it's not about people's height right or the outward adornment but it's about the inward <clears throat> about the the heart of a man that God sees and that's also for things that that people are claiming to be doing for Christ, but they could fool us, but are they fooling God, you know? This is for the good things that we do and also for the bad intentions in our hearts. I don't know if you guys can understand what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is this, whether you're doing good things, whether you're doing bad things, or whether you look the part, or whether you don't look the part, God sees your heart, our hearts. He sees my heart, my true intentions, what I really mean for this, what attention i'm really trying to bring either it's for myself or for him and it's kind of scary because people can play that part people can no not so and so and i know this for myself because i played the part i played in youth conventions and youth groups and these things and people oh lj is just oh he's a an awesome young man of god and all these things and and oh he plays for the youth group and for church and it's really easy to kind of play the, portray that image and little did they know behind closed doors. I was doing it for, a, I like the attention. I like the, uh, the girl's attention, the, the attention that, oh, LJ, you can shred and all these things. I hope Tatum doesn't beat me up for that, but that was before. And it's so easy to portray and fool people, but we can never fool God. Our hearts are always on display in a glass case, a see-through case, that God sees the motive. And that, like the scripture said, he doesn't see the height. It doesn't matter if you're tall and good-looking and play the part, or short or ugly. It doesn't matter. He sees it. He doesn't look at the outward, whether you dress the part, you have the cool hair, or don't dress the part. He's looking at the heart in everything we do. Like I said, it's easy to fool people to say the right words, to sing the right songs, but are we creating a mirage? You know, and I'm telling you guys the truth right now, it comes to an end. This picture that we're painting and fooling people, and, something, and I know it's crazy, but almost we can almost put it in ourselves that we, we're fooling God, too. And we actually believe, I believe that, and I couldn't believe that, I would honestly think that I'm fooling God, you know. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Like you almost do it enough and fake it enough that you start convincing yourself and believing this lie. But I'm telling you guys right now, what's in dark will come to light. I'm not saying in public, but God will bring it out. God will bring somebody to, to bring this up, to challenge you. And soon this mirage this painting that we're trying to portray and paint for other people to see, it fades, and true intentions will manifest. Again, who are we exalting? Ourselves or Jesus? And in my title, like I said, I want to be a nobody. I don't need the attention. I don't need the fame. I don't need none of that. I just want them to know it's because of Christ. And maybe some people will look up to you and maybe some up to me and stuff, but it's not that we're perfect and we know and, oh, we're professional Christians. No, it's only because of Christ. It's only because of him that I'm here, that I'm doing this, and that I'm allowed to continue to do, even though we will mess up time and time again. And it's no excuse, but we have to keep fighting the good fight. But again, our intentions will show that's what we do as humans. We do, we do so well at putting on a mask and stuffing it down and smiling and laughing and making jokes. But eventually as humans, we have a limit, we have a cap and it just bursts and we're and our true emotions, our true intentions end up showing. And, um, it's better to ask yourself that now, you know, and it's to acknowledge that we are nobody. We are nobody and Jesus is everybody. And, um, <clears throat> and even if we become somebody, because you guys know how the, the world is and, you know, on social media, people, they, they look up to you and I understand that. And you you're, maybe as a pastor or whatever, a worship leader or uh, Bible study, youth pastor, a friend, like people start kind of putting you in that spotlight, you know, and it's not your fault. I mean, sometimes you can't help it, but... Even when you do become, in according to the world, a somebody, we must remain humble like Jesus did. We must remain humble like John the Baptist did, like Paul did, like Peter did. And, and, and just to remember that we're just vessels and we're just sinners saved by grace. That without Jesus, man, we can't do this. We cannot do this. And I'm going to read Philippians 2, 5 through 8. I love these scriptures right here, and this is a good portion. Um, it says this, and I'm gonna start at ch- uh, verses five. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, verse six, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, verse seven, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And in be- chapter verse eight, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I mean, it's just reading this and uh, what Paul wrote here in Philippians, it's just, it just really takes me back. And just the humbleness, the meekness of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And man, he's the King of Kings. That's Jesus right there, the perfect, the Son of God. Yeah, you know, the Holy One, the one who saved us, who died for us. And even then, he thought it not robbery, not to, to, to be equal with God, like that he would be in the likeness of men. He humbled himself and made himself a servant. He, And it's just crazy that he humbled, humbled himself unto the point of death. Are we able to ask ourselves that and do that? Ask yourself that. Am I willing to die for Jesus Christ—it sounds super extreme—but there's our there's brothers and sisters in Christ right now overseas, dying because they're not worried about their reputation, their themselves being a somebody, but they're worried—they're more worried about people not knowing who Jesus Christ is, who that somebody really is, and and they just they could care less about their reputation and say the things that might make them the bad guy or the too religious of a Christian person. And it's just crazy to me that Jesus, unto the point of death, humbled himself. Jesus made himself of no reputation. So what the heck are we trying to do? Make ourselves a reputation, you know? And another point I want to point out is I'm not just talking about worship leaders. I'm not just talking about pastors and the famous reputation there. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the little things, your reputation with your family, your reputation with your friends. Are you more worried about losing your reputation with them or losing Christ or not standing up for him and his truths? That is what kind of worries me, you know, that God, am I doing that? Am I afraid? Like, I don't want to say this to so-and-so because I'm afraid of what they might think of me, right? I mean, we've all asked ourselves that question, what are they going to say about me if I do say that? Or what, am I, what are they going to say if I stop doing that? What are they going to say if I tell them, no, I don't want to go downtown and party? What are they going to say about me? What are they going to say? And and for us, it shouldn't even matter. It shouldn't even matter. Jesus counted, he didn't even make no reputation of himself. He did what he had to do for God. And that's just a reminder for myself, too, as a worship leader it, it, it's just, um, it's never about me. It's never about how good I sing in this and that, even though I do my best to practice and be better at it for Christ. But at the end of the day, I want people to see that it's Jesus. It's, it's God. It's all for him. And, and I just want to get to that point. And I want us and you guys listening to get to the point of even looking at, man, Jesus to the point of death, or am I worried about my reputation, or would I deny you to make myself look like I don't love you as much as they're trying to portray me to be, or I'm not as hardcore of a Christian because I don't want them to think I'm not cool, you know, um, and so this is kind of where I got the, the theme from, and I just, I am nobody, and I love those lyrics. Again, it's in, what Casting Crown says in their song, I am nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Um guys, just ask yourselves that. God, am I am I making other things higher than you? Am I making myself and and my concerns and my worries and my doubts higher than you? Jesus never doubted. Jesus didn't care about his reputation. When he died on the cross and he took all of our sin and he became our sin that we are guilty of, that we should be punished for on that cross. And Jesus didn't care. He could have said, I'm the son of God. I'm the king of kings. I'm perfect. Why would I want to die? That's my reputation. Instead, he thought himself of no reputation and he went to the point of death for us. And it's just kind of, to put things in perspective, it's just like, We make these ridiculous things, these little things about praying for our food in front of people because we're afraid of what they might think or telling somebody the truth or that Jesus loves them or asking our own spouse if, hey, have you been reading today? Or, hey, how are you doing today? Like Because we're worried about what they're going to say or think. And it's like, who cares? I'm not saying have an I don't care attitude like I said and go out and start now go confront people today and start a fight I'm not saying that what I'm saying is I'm even at a point in my life where I've told Tate I'm like I just don't care what people think if they think I'm weird for writing these songs for praying for whatever it is telling people about Jesus Christ about having it on my social media I just don't care anymore because in the end when we die what truly matters. Are we gonna remember when we're on the deathbed or if we even get that chance? Are we gonna be worrying about what people think? I don't think we're going to. I think we're gonna be thinking about what really matters. Especially as Christians and believers and followers of Christ that we're gonna be thinking of did I do enough to tell the the good news? Did I share what I needed to share, God? Did I obey what you wanted me to do? Did I just put it to the side you know, I just, I think of those things and I'm, I remember I'd always get asked or Tatum asked me or my little sister would ask me, what is your biggest fear? And I said, um, I had to think about it and first I said spiders and cause I absolutely hate spiders except for Spider-Man. Um, and I said, you know, I think my biggest fear would to be in front of God when I die and for him to say, why didn't you do this? And then I would be like, well, because, well, you you see, in, in this point of my life, I was busy with the baby or my finances or I was going through a hard time with my family or yada, 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 all these excuses. And God said, but did I tell you not to do it? It's that, and you know what? And it's not a bad fear. People say, well, that's not, you know, you're just being, that's like a, be- or, you know, that wrong fear. I'm like, no, because it's a thing called reverence because I love my God so much and everything that he's done in my life, I want to make sure I'm obeying him. And I would feel so bad. And it's just like, and even if you look at your life right now and some of the things, and I could look at mine and some of the times we go through in our trials and storms and it's like, God, I don't want to let that be an excuse for me to stop following you, for me to stop uh, reading your word, for me to stop spreading the good news for me to stop telling somebody and reaching them and telling them about you about your word and that they need a savior. I don't want that to be an excuse because at the end of the end of the day, my reputation the things in my life what I think are important materialistic wise and maybe your job right now, like God, like take it all they can take it all, but they can't take you and i just I just kept hearing those words and I've just been sitting on this for a week and just, man, Jesus, I'm nobody. I want everybody to know who you are. I'm somebody in in worth in Jesus Christ, but in reputation, I'm nobody and I'm okay with that, God. I want it to all be you. All be you. And it goes a whole, it's a whole lot easier in your life. It's a whole lot easier on you when you can capture that because then you, what comes with you worrying about your reputation, right, what others think? Or you trying to make yourself famous and cool and constantly trying to live up to this cookie cutter, Instagram, Facebook, you know what I mean? Like show and it, what happens? You end up becoming vain. You end up becoming stressed, depressed. You start comparing. You start envying others. You start focusing on all the right, all the wrong things. I'm sorry, wrong things. And it's kind of scary how it can pull you down. And the next thing you know. You're slowly sinking underwater. But when you capture this and be like, you know what? (laughs) It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter, God. What matters is what you think. What matters is that they know who you are, you know? um, I just want to encourage you guys with this. And um, I know I'm flying solo right now, but that's okay. John's got a a newborn baby right now. And um, Levi, shout out to Levi Rivers, Morel. Um, congratulations and you guys, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make one for you guys and just something that's been sitting in my heart and just to, to tell you guys, to tell yourself this, that Jesus, my reputation means nothing, but your reputation means everything. Um, and just remember guys, the persecution, the family and and your friends coming against you, it's all written me and Tatum were reading in Luke chapter 12 where Jesus talks about how he doesn't come to bring peace upon the world, but division. And people freak out about that. And later on he says that from here and now on, families will be divided three to two and two to three. Mother against daughter. Father against son. You the mother against son-in-law or sister-in-law. It doesn't matter. The guy Jesus is saying, for my name's sake, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And what he means, and I say this over and over, is that when he says, I don't come to bring peace but division, he means that he's going to be bringing truth. He's going to tell you what you, us, what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. It's easy to tell people what they want to hear because you don't want to get them angry. You don't want to get them mad because you know they're going to talk about you and they know they're going to hate you and all these things. But, man, I would much rather face that. A temporary problem rather than an eternal consequence. I I won't, I won't cave in guys. I won't cave in because I don't care. My reputation means nothing to me, but Jesus and his means everything. And I want you guys to capture that, to be encouraged. If you are going through that, sometimes people might look at you and they might say, well, then you're doing something wrong. I say to those people, be quiet (laughs) because you're doing something right. Because you're going against the current. Jesus always suffered persecution. You know what's scary? From the ones who were supposed to be on his team. The ones that were supposed to be on his team. I'm not kidding you guys. I feel like today I get more persecution from the ones, from people who supposedly grew up in church and have a relationship with Jesus Christ rather than ones who don't know a dang thing about God. I can sit and talk about God with somebody who doesn't believe or somebody who's open and doesn't has never been to church rather than me talking to my own brother and sister because I end up getting persecuted. It's crazy, it's crazy. And I just understand as, I get, as you get out there and you start spreading his word and telling people, you start seeing and feeling what he went through. You start capturing his heart. What's breaking his will break yours. What hurt his will hurt yours. And just be encouraged today. Be encouraged to keep fighting the good fight, to run the race that is set before us, and a reward is in heaven, guys. A reward is in heaven. And um, in all things, exalt Christ, no matter what it is, whether it's small in your job, and your families, in your marriage, maybe you're single and within yourself, it's, it's got to start somewhere before anything else. And um, whether you're a worship leader or a pastor, I challenge you and like I challenge myself, check your motives. Check what you're doing. Are you doing it for yourself to be cool and famous and playing the right part in the Instagram profile? Or are you meaning to point people to Christ? Is it pointing to Him? Um, It's just being honest with yourself. Being humble with yourself. Like like it said in the scripture I just read, Jesus humbled Himself. He made Himself of no reputation to the point of death. I just want to capture that heart and I, I want to encourage you guys to capture it too. So... Um, thank you so much for listening and tuning in and, and for listening to this episode. I am nobody. And, um, I just want to say a prayer for you guys real quick before you guys go on through your day or your night or whatever it is and your journey. Um, and yeah, so let's, let's pray. God, I just want to thank you, um, for those listening right now and those who are praying with me. And I just want to pray God over them and over myself, God, that, you would continue to give us the boldness um, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and that we wouldn't go off of our own strength, but that we would go off of yours. I pray that right now for those who are feeling defeated, who are going through some persecution, whether through family or friends or loved ones or whatever uh, job or whatever it may be, God, I just pray that you would comfort them. God, that even right now, that they would begin to feel a peace, um, a peace that surpasses all understanding, God, that they can't get from working out, they can't get from eating healthy, that they can't get from whatever, it biking, running, it doesn't matter, God, that they can only get from you, Jesus. I just pray that they would be encouraged, God, that they would realize and that they would open their eyes like you're opening mine, that our reputation means nothing. When we die, we take nothing, God. We leave everything behind and we go before you. I pray that they would ask themselves, what am I leaving behind? What am I doing now to exalt you? Or am I exalting myself and my needs and my life and my practical thinking, God, and my wants? I just pray that we would humble ourselves like you did, Lord. That we would humble ourselves and make ourselves of no reputation and to the point of death, God. That we would just remain humble. Because when we, when we remain desperate and humble for you, God, that means that we remain in you because we need you and we realize that. I thank you for this um, this podcast that I'm able to do this and then those listening, God, and for those faithfully listening or for the new listeners, God, I pray that you would speak to them, that they would be challenged, that they would be blessed by these scriptures I shared, that they would go back and challenge themselves and then go out to challenge others, to love you, and then to love people. May they remain firm in your word, and your truth, God, not LJ's truth, not their truth or anything like that, God, but your truth is what matters. It's only yours. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your faithfulness, even when we're not faithful, God. Thank you for your grace that we don't deserve and for, for um, your son dying and taking our sin. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Um, I appreciate the support and all the, su- the subscriptions and likes and on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So if you could continue to do that and share this and and just um, tell a friend, tell a family member to share this and I pray that you guys would be blessed, that you guys would remain in his word. I pray for good health and everything and in your marriage and in your lives and your families and um yeah i hope you guys have a good day good evening whatever it is and um yeah we'll talk to you guys next time peace